In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman, and this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Today, I am honored to be here with Chelsea Clinton. She is, of course, an author and an advocate working on so many women-focused initiatives, and we're going to chat about some of those today. But first, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thanks so much, Amanda. I'm happy. Um, I'm happy to be chatting today. Yeah, I have a very important question to ask you, something I'm extremely curious about. What about the first time you ran a marathon made you think? I would like to do that again. Uh, that's a fair question. Um, you know, I felt so much just exhilaration and gratitude and so much community. Um, and it was yeah. such an incredible way to see New York City, this place um, that I have lived longer than I've lived anywhere else and that I love. Um, and I love raising um, kind of a family in. And it was just such a different kind of way to see and experience New York City, like running over the Verrazano Bridge yeah. is incredible. And then you're running through Brooklyn and there's so much energy. And then you get to Queens and then you get to Manhattan and then you get to the Bronx. And then you have to run back through Manhattan. <laughs> yes. Um, which it goes and goes and goes. Fairly <laughs> challenging when you're like, wait, I'm back. <laughs> and there's miles to go. Um, but it was just, it was so, um, it was so much fun and I loved it. And then this year was so brutal. It was the hottest marathon um, and the most humid on record Rough. since the marathon moved into November like 30 years ago, almost 30 years ago. Um, and so I survived. Like last year, I, like, I, I broke my uh, time goal. I like ran it under four hours. And this year, I was like, I've made gotta it. Get there. Yeah. And on Sunday night, I said to my husband, I was like, don't let me do this again next year. And on Monday morning, I was like, I'm ready to go. He's like, no. <laughs> oh. And I was like, I take it all back. Listen, maybe maybe with the climate bill, we can reduce the temperature by next November if we're really aggressive about it. I mean, you said it, so yeah. I'm <laughs> oh yeah, I'm thinking. I think it. Um, I think next year I'm going to do. I cannot. I'm sure everybody can run, but I'm going to do the Triborough uh, bike tour, and uh, yes. that sounds like a fun way to see everything. And it's uh, every year I regret not doing it. I feel the same way about the marathon. So you've really, yeah, you really, you uh, no FOMO for Chelsea Clinton. <laughs> you should do it. You should do it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm a big believer that if you have like an iota of curiosity, it is it is worth the energy, the time, the effort. Um, I'm trying to like stoke that iota of curiosity with my husband. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll get into uh, we'll get into our topics for today. So we're going to chat about you know some things that have been going on in the news and politics and some upcoming panels you have. So I'm really curious, and I'm sure our listeners and our listeners are. What is Chelsea Clinton's news diet like? You know, how do you manage your news consumption? I'm especially curious to ask you because you are just so you're such a doer. You're always activated around a cause with really constructive, um, you know, advice and asks and suggestions for people to get involved. What 
how do you get there? What is your, you know, what is the consumption of the news to acting look like for you? Oh, goodness. Well, I certainly, um, you know, have to be honest, I, I consume a lot of news um, that I don't okay. um, necessarily act on, except I hope that, you know, every time I, I vote, I am acting on kind of everything yeah. that I care about. Um, and I, I, so I, in the morning, I listen to the BBC World Service or NPR. Um, I, you know, read the New York Times, the Washington Post. Um, I also um, do really enjoy reading long form uh, pieces on kind of issues I, I care about, things I already may know a fair bit about, um, you know, like public health and issues I, yeah. I don't know uh, nearly enough about, um, but want to know kind of more about like the politics of kind of the contemporaneous space race. Um, and yeah. so, you know, I read everything from National Geographic to Outside Magazine to Wire to the um, New Yorker to the uh, Atlantic. So I do, I consume um, quite a bit of, of long form mm -hmm. journalism, um, but also, you know, a lot of news of the day too. Mm-hmm, mm -hmm. Awesome. I, how, you know, obviously we just had this big election, a lot of headlines around that. How do you think this midterm election outcome, you know, reframes women's impact in the political process? That's something we've been talking about a lot. You know, not only was a potential red wave averted, but voters in five states, including conservative ones, rejected anti-choice ballot message. So what does this tell you about what's guiding women's partic political participation, do you think? You know, well, I think, you know, Amanda, it's, it's not only what we saw, you know, earlier this month in the midterm election results, it's also kind of what we saw um, over the summer, right, in Kansas, uh, in the special elections here in New York and, you know, in Alaska. Yeah. And certainly, um, you know, I think we saw a real juxtaposition between kind of what kind of the chattering classes and the kind of the, you know, commentators, uh, many of whom are still overwhelmingly male and white and older, um, you know, said the election was going to be about uh, inflation, the economy. Um, and mm -hmm. then what voters said really motivated them to, for many, like register for the first time, vote for the first time, um, to turn up and vote for, you know, not the first time, mm -hmm. uh, which was a concern about uh, our democracy and a concern about uh, women's rights, women's reproductive autonomy, women's agency. And of course, um, all of those are related to democracy because if we do not have full agency over uh, our our health, our bodies, kind of the direction of our lives, we are not able to fully participate in our democracy. And I think we saw uh, clearly and resoundingly um, that women, and thankfully some men, yes. uh, <laughs> about um, kind of women, women's rights uh, and democracy and recognize uh, how interconnected those two are. Yeah. So I'd love to talk to you about the Women's Voices Summit coming up. Um, it's coming up at the end of this week and it's really well-timed. You know, how do you think it's going to harness and direct the incredible energy we're seeing around the world around women's rights in this country, in Iran, in Ukraine, all around the world? You know, well, certainly I think uh, hopefully by the you know, incredible um, kind of slate of women who will be uh, joining us in Little Rock, um, kind of hosting conversations, moderating conversations, participating in conversations. I'm particularly um, excited that it will be a really multi-generational, kind of intergenerational um, convening with 
uh, women who are um, kind of much younger than I am uh, and and much older than my mom. And I think that's mm-hmm. really important. Um, and, you know, some of the conversations uh, will be um, painfully uh, kind of oriented to challenges we have here in the United States, uh, like gun violence. And many will be kind of painfully reflected of kind of the ongoing work that needs to happen, you know, around the world on mm-hmm. combating maternal mortality, on kind of improving kind of women's access to kind of education, to the healthcare that kind of anyone deserves and yet is in most places still harder for women um, to access. And so, you know, certainly uh, some of them will be um, kind of very, uh, very specific to kind of challenges we have here in the United States where women are on the front lines, uh, not only kind of raising concern, but offering solutions. And then many will be um, kind of very globally focused, uh, whether again, on the maternal health crisis or um, kind of the ability to access kind of education and and healthcare, Mm -hmm. period. Yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift, because now you can use gift mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion. And it's easy. You just tap or click Gift Mode in your Etsy app or Etsy.com and then answer a few questions about who you're shopping for and what they like. And Gift Mode instantly gives you a curated gift idea list based on hundreds of personas. Now it is simple to find gifts made by independent sellers for all the people in your life. So whether you need a Mother's Day gift for the quilter or a birthday present for the vintage hunter, there is something for everyone on Etsy. Some of my favorite things to do are go to Etsy gift mode and then search absurd things like what kind of gifts do you have with Walter Cronkite on them? What kind of gifts do you have for dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try gift mode on Etsy now. Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X, as well as petite and maternity. You get fast, free shipping and returns and professional cleaning and newly state-of-the-art laundering facility. No laundry for you to worry about. This is the best. You just put it back in your box, send it out, and before you know it, you've got your next one. And you always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. I bought the Rachel Antonoff pasta puffer from them. I was obsessed with it, like everybody who tries it is, and it was completely sold out everywhere else. So I felt like I really, really had an in there. So thank you, Newly. Newly is an amazing value at $98 a month for any six styles. And right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code FeverDream20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code FeverDream20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code FeverDream20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. I was wondering if you could also kind of talk a little bit about what originally interested you in public health and how you got involved. It's obviously been incredibly important always, but the past year with COVID and more people understanding the role that public health plays in uh, maternal maternal health outcomes. What originally interested you in that path? 
you know, it is, it is, I will say, um, it has been funny for me <laughs> the last few years, <laughs> if anything can be funny about the last few years right. of how many of my friends who are, you know, artists, lawyers and finance athletes, you know, have said some variation of like, oh, like you're right. Like vaccinations really matter. And I'm like, yes. And like the anti-vaxxers are scary. And I'm like, yes. And actually an existential threat. <laughs> um, so that has been funny. And I do think we've had to find moments of, of humor um, mm-hmm. uh, for our own kind of well-being. Right. Um, you know, I, there are not many moments in my life, Amanda, where I can like point to the origin. Hmm. Um, like I, I, I can't tell you like the exact moment I fell in love with my husband. Um, but I actually can't tell you the exact moment I got interested in, Lucky us. Awesome. in, in public health. Um, I was in my dad's campaign headquarters when he was running for president. Um, he announced, um, you know, in the in the fall of 1991, back when presidential campaigns were all of like you know slightly over a year instead oh, of you know, years. Starting now, yeah, I know. So his his was 13 months, which feels you know very brief in the context of people now sometimes announcing years yeah. in advance. Um, uh, so I was stuffing envelopes because you know back in the day, like that was a big part of the work of campaigning was actually like mailing things to people's homes. Um, so I was stuffing envelopes and I was, I was watching the nightly news. Um, and this is, it was, it was November of 1991. So I'm 11 years old. I'm stuffing envelopes. I'm like watching the nightly news. And, um, there's a story about Magic Johnson, um, having that day, kind of publicly disclosed his HIV positive status and kind of how courageous it was. And I remember thinking like, why did it need to be courageous? Like, I don't, I don't understand why it had to be courageous. And that um, got me really interested in, um, in a few things um, in, in HIV and the HIV AIDS crisis here in the United States uh, in stigma as a public health issue and how kind of dangerous and stigma is um, to so many people, uh, though particularly women, um, uh, people of color, kind of marginalized communities. And those interests um, and the sense of kind of what can I do um, kind of in these areas just has never left me. And it's a different kind of expressions over time, kind of academically, kind of as an activist, kind of through kind of work at the Clinton Foundation. Um, but it really all started by watching watching the nightly news um, and listening to not only Magic Johnson indeed be quite courageous, but listening to the framing kind of of that story as it was being um, as it was being discussed uh, that night 31 years ago. Wow, that's incredible. So how old were you that how old were you then? I was 11. You were 11. Wow. And just the concept of somebody being ashamed of an illness that they had just struck you as unjust immediately. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I don't understand. I mean, yeah. I don't, don't give me too much credit. I was 11. I don't <laughs> yeah. Kids, sometimes when you're young, you have a sense of justice. That's actually yeah. the right one. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously, you know, it's been women's health is involved with women's rights and ability to thrive. It's been 27 years since your mom, Secretary Hillary Rodham Clinton, declared human ri- human rights are women's rights and women's rights are human rights once and for all. We revisit that statement a lot. Um, how does that statement guide your work in 2022? 
Uh, with a lot of um, both anger and optimism. I would say a lot of anger because it was 27 years ago and there are still many people in this country and around the world who do not believe that women's rights are human rights. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, um, you know, many of the people who vociferously don't agree with that, you know, have power to actually then prevent women from having right. kind of full human rights. So that makes me quite angry. And yet also, um, I, I say, you know, inspired as I reflect on that, because, you know, my mom and many others who were, you know, at, at Beijing or at other kind of convenings, not only in the 90s, but 80s, 70s, 60s, um, haven't given up and they haven't gotten discouraged. And so, you know, I certainly think, mm -hmm. like, if Gloria Steinem is still in this mm -hmm. fight, like, who am I? Right. So, <laughs> We shouldn't keep going and keep pushing and keep fighting. Yeah. Um, and they've seen, even though it cannot feel like they've seen harder eras than this one, and that's relative to every everybody. Um, but that they were able to keep pushing and they're still here. Yeah, that's that's really inspiring. Completely. And and also, you know, I do think um, I think a lot about you know Coretta Scott King's admonition, you know, that progress has to be defended, protected in every um, generation, mm -hmm. and that we do have to continue uh, to protect progress while also advancing it. Um, and again, I just think, uh, you know, I think too about Dolores Huerta, you know, who's in her 90s and still fighting for workers' rights, women's rights, gay rights, human rights. And again, just think, you know, how could we all not do whatever, <laughs> whatever we can in yeah. whatever ways we can, mm -hmm. um, given, given all of these titans who are still still fighting to protect and advance progress. Right, right. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. You mentioned that the group that's going to come together is really intergenerational. Can you tell us a little bit more about the group you've put together, some individual people people can kind of look forward to hearing from? Sure. Um, well, I'm really excited uh, when when we're having the conversation about kind of women defending the vote. So again, yeah. kind of yeah. focus on, on defending and protecting um, kind of where we are so we don't kind of slide further back, yeah. but also recognizing we are not where we need to be. Um, we'll have some people who might be um, might be well known if you're kind of in the voter protection or voter advancement mm -hmm. space, like Maria Teresa Kumar, who's one of my 
kind of favorite activists at Voto Latino and Fatima Gross Graves, who's the president and CEO of the National Women's Law Center, who also has been on the front lines of trying to help protect um, yeah. reproductive rights. Um, but someone that I'm really excited who will be there is Kimberly Tihi, who's the Cherokee Nation's delegate to, to Congress, mm-hmm. kind of officially the representative of the Cherokee Nation. Um, I think that's important because I don't I don't know how many people actually know that um, you know, while the 19th Amendment, um, of course, did not uh, immediately enfranchise um, black women in you know many of the southern states in which black men had already been disenfranchised. Um, I think that is actually kind of now fairly well understood. But I don't think you know a lot of people know that um, kind of indigenous women you know, didn't get the right to vote um, until years later. Um, and then also there have been a number of of court cases, you know, work by the Justice Department to ensure that uh, Indigenous people and and kind of particularly and including kind of Indigenous women have been able to kind of exercise their um, their rights to vote um, in you know Alaska and elsewhere. And so I think it's really important um, that we have uh, kind of that we have a number of kind of. Um, perspectives uh, in every conversation um, about kind of women's voices and women's votes and women's rights. And I'm really grateful that we certainly will have a number of really Mm -hmm. important perspectives um, in that one. Perfect. I mean, there couldn't be, it feels like there couldn't be a better time to hear from a more incredible group of people. Thank you so much for your time. We'll share more about the Women's Voices Summit to our listeners if you want to follow along later this week. I'm Amanda Duberman, and this is the Betches Up Podcast. The Betches Up Podcast is produced by Amanda Duerman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sasmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sasmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.